Great day, everybody. Great day. And welcome to another installment of Black Woman Joy podcast with Hope Sims Sutton. And I am Hope and Hope is here. It brings me so much delight to invite one of my sister friends here to this episode on today. We have so much to talk about. Uh, we are still in the realm of all things being possible to those who believe. And so today, Cheryl Davison Lane is here. She's going to talk to us about her business, her business model, how she's been able to survive even in a pandemic and may I dare say thrive even. Um, she has some new projects that are coming out. So we're going to go ahead and deep dive into this episode. We invite all of you to share this with others after you have had an opportunity to partake for yourself. And you can also join our Facebook community, Black Woman Joy Podcast. And so if you have a compelling story that you want to share that will uplift and bring some joy to others, feel free to reach out to me to get that done. So today, without any further ado, I want to welcome Cheryl to the podcast. Welcome, Cheryl. Yay! Thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend Hope. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. Cheryl, thank you so much for your yes during this season. We know so much is happening in the world. So first, let me ask you, how are you? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. Um, I've been doing a lot of self-care. I've been thanking the Lord for the many blessings he's been sending my way. And just thank him for just covering us. So I, I'm really blessed. So I'm just doing very well right now. Absolutely great to hear that. Cheryl, tell everybody about your business. Um, Cheryl's background in social work. And um, she has done an incredible work and service for those in Alabama, Birmingham specifically. But Cheryl, tell us a little bit about your work that you are compelled to do, that you love to do, and you're called to do uh, in the way of Eternity Sitters and More LLC. Yes. All right. Thank you. So um, Eternity Citizen Moore is a family owned and operated business. Um, I myself has been inside the medical field since 1994, in and out the medical field. Uh, and I felt like my calling was to work with people who are in need of patient care, right? Patient care. Um, as my journey through the medical field, in and out the medical field, um, I came upon this population that is vulnerable, but um, that needs love, that needs care, and sometimes often forgotten, and that's the elderly and disabled community. So my, my love for them, it grew, and when I started my business, uh, where I had already pretty much started my business, but when I wanted to continue to grow the business and start the business, that is the population I decided I wanted to work with. And I've been doing it ever since um, I legalized my business in 2013. I left my job, or as they said, I fired my job and I started working for myself uh, with starting my business. That was in 2013. And I haven't looked back and I've been taking care of, taking care of the elderly and disabled community ever since. Wow, that is amazing, right? Thank you for sharing that part of your beginning, because I think a lot of times um, we need to tell people how we got started, what really pushed us and compelled us to move forward, and the fact that once you got started, you did not look back. And so having that skill set of um, being a part of the medical field previously, seeing the need and filling the gap, right? Let's talk a little bit about that, um, about how individuals, women in particular, can leverage what they already know, what they're already a part of, right, to fulfill mm -hmm. this desire that they have, right? So how important was it for you to align yourself with what you felt in your spirit for starting your business? Okay. Um, well, I, I want to say that journey, that part of the journey started in, I want to say in 2006. That's when I started working inside the nursing home. And I knew it was something I was supposed to have been doing. And I know some people might have that feeling sometimes, you know, it's something you're supposed to be doing, but you don't know what, or you have this feeling that you're supposed to be doing more. 
but you just don't know what it is. And so until I had to sit down and talk to God and I, and I told him, I, I want to help people, but I want to do more than just, you know, give resources or come and, you know, get someone a ride or whatever. I want to do more. So what is it? And he showed it to me. Once I got into the nursing home and started working and I saw how the, 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 the people, when you come in there, is genuine. It's not fake. They're glad to see you. They miss you when you're gone. You know what I'm saying? They, they When you come in the room, they're they ready to talk. And it's genuine because they sometimes don't get a chance to have all of that. Like we may have it, that someone come to see them, someone talking to them, someone caring about them. Um, so that purpose, that whatever, I can't explain it. Some people may say, oh, you had this happy feeling, but you can't explain it. That feeling when I felt it, okay, I said, God, there it is. There it is. That's that That's that feeling I want to have, continue to have. And, and, and if you're a woman or a man, whoever it may be, when you find that and it's something that's making you extremely, extremely happy and then you love to do it and you can make money doing it also, <laughs> then that's most likely it's your purpose. That's your purpose in life. That's your purpose what God gave you to do to serve his people. And, and that's how I end up getting into this business. And that's how I know, I mean, God let me lever, what you call it, level up with this business so to everybody, anybody who wants to start a business, find out what your purpose is first. You know, you got to see God with everything. But once you find out what that purpose is, that job or that career, whatever you want to call it, it won't seem like work to you once you're doing it because you're doing something that you actually love. Okay. So just seek out your purpose of what you're supposed to be doing on this earth to serve God people. And it would not be work to you. That is so timely and so important, right? And I say that on the heels of the world finding out T'Challa is dead, right? And how his speech that he gave to the graduating class of Howard University just a couple of years ago really spoke to what you're talking about, Cheryl, and that is purpose. And he said that purpose crosses disciplines, right? Mm -hmm. And when you find that purpose in life and you're committed to that, like I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. purpose is the thing that trumps job, career. It is that thing that you're called to do and called to be in the earth. And I yeah. think what for me, hearing of his passing, right, if we can just be transparent right here, yeah. um, was that it just gave me a wake-up call that is not how long you live in the earth, but what you do at the time that you have while yes. you're here, right? And yeah. so I think what you're saying is so, so important right now. Like if people were in their grief and couldn't really hear his words, right, but yeah. listen with a new ear, right, listen again, because mm -hmm. this about purpose and doing the work that you love, the work that you were born to do, um, it, it resonates so deeply, right, for people, um, I think, in this season, because the pandemic has, has laid people off, you know, jobs were lost as a result of the pandemic, um, institutions of higher education were shut down, people were trying to just adapt and figure out what this thing was going to be, right, and yes. so a lot of times purpose emerges out of, um, displeasure it, it, it comes for you know sometimes out of these scenarios that we find ourselves in where we have to make a decision and so one of the things i want to um to offer right because you said in 2006 you kind of knew that something else was in you right um yes. and you had this conversation with god and then it was like seven years later that your business became official and now it's seven years later cheryl Let's talk about finishing, right? <laughs> because it's number seven coming yeah. up, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the, the importance of becoming a finisher. Like to start something and, and go with it and then finish it in terms of getting it, you know, legalized and then going through another seven years, right? Like mm -hmm. what, what is that, that time frame for you? Because I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs and people who just really want their own thing fast, like we're looking at your life over 14 years, right? Yes, yes, yes. 
Okay. So yeah, when we when we look at stuff, we definitely want it to be microwave because we're in a microwave society right now. We want it fast. Okay. So when I started out, I didn't know this was exactly what I was going to be doing because I actually went back to school for social work. Then I went back for my master's. And then between that time, I'm still doing the home care, but I didn't know exactly if this is what I'm going to be doing, doing right. So, but once I talked to God and I focused on what he wanted me to do, I knew completely this is what I'm going to be doing. So in 2014, I left my job in 2013. So 2014, I legalized it. So like you said, from that's, that was seven years. And then here we coming up on another seven years and it's completion, right? I guess seven supposed to be completion. So I had to go through the process. Now, did I say it was easy? No. Um, actually, two years ago and half of last year or whatever, um, I nearly lost my business because I got complacent. Um, I started going on my own wheel. When I was putting God first in everything I was doing concerning my business, concerning school, all this good stuff, then I started going on my own wheel and what I wanted and how I wanted and when I'm going to do it. <laughs> and that wasn't a good idea. So I, not that I nearly lost it, but God had to take his hands off and he let me see that, okay, if you're going to do it, then this is how you're going to do it. And it wasn't so well. So I had to put him back first. And, and the beginning of this year, it actually started picking back up, right? My business started picking back up. But then the pandemic hit and I got oh so nervous because I was like, Lord, I just started back and I, start, I just started back in clients. So, you know, now you got a pandemic. What am I going to do? You know, that's what I was thinking. But then God said, no, you keep me first. You keep me first. You're not going to even, the pandemic is not going to even phase you. And that's what it did. We, we not just saying that we are breezing through the pandemic, but we had have increased in staff. We have increased in, in uh, clients. We have diverse, what I call diversify our accounts with private pay uh, clients, um, people who have to have um, nonprofit agency, they have to pay for clients. We have got a couple of contracts. So God has really superseded my expectation uh, during this pandemic part of my business. He superseded what we can do. And he let us know that as long as you keep me first and you trust me, you don't have to worry about anything. So when I knew this was my purpose and I knew I still love what I was doing, I know that uh, God still has so much in store for me. And when we breathe, well, now I'm going to say when we breathe, God, we're still in this pandemic. <laughs> but as I'm still going through this pandemic unfazed, I know God is with me and this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow. So amazing. Y'all listen, if you are not sharing this podcast, I don't know what else you're doing, right? Because somebody <laughs> needs to know, like when we say we're prospering in a pandemic, it's not just cliche. It is all facts accompanied with receipts. Okay? okay. And I think that people who are in a place today are wondering <laughs> what will they do next? We submit that you pray. <laughs> that you get into a place of prayer and prioritizing right your relationship with God and so if you are not that person you you've got to attach yourself to something bigger than yourself if yeah. you want more right and I just believe that and so this whole thing about the power of God working in your life increasing you in every area right? You could not do this alone, right? You talked about increasing in staff, increasing um, the increases coming in contracts and, and diversification and all of that kind of stuff, right? But yeah. also, Cheryl, you have some other things going on as well. And so before I transition into that, I want you to talk to those who are trying to do everything, right, <laughs> for him or herself. Like they they just will not release anything to anybody else talk to us about that <laughs> because I think you and I have been in that place before right where we have you know you understand what I'm saying so tell the people today what that okay. how that hinders our progress actually yeah. okay so that big 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 word as we think it's being is delegation delegate 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 
And when and I can understand a lot of people, even if you're listening to this broadcast, you're just starting out or you're in the middle of your business and you're still trying to do everything. Once you start your business, um, you you're wearing so many hats. You're wearing so many hats, you're wearing so many boots, you're wearing so many pants, you're wearing so many everything, okay? So, because you want to make sure everything's perfect. And then some people may say, oh, no, she just don't want nobody, you know, in her business. Or she just don't want to give control over wherever it may be, or he or she. But what they fail to realize is that this is your baby. This is something God gave you, something you asked God for probably also. And that you're birthing this, this baby out. And just like with any newborn baby, the first thing you do <laughs> Especially if it's your first baby, you like wash your hands, put the towel across your shoulder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You be so right. of that baby, and this that's a, this is the same thing you're doing with your business business, especially if it's your first business, right? So I had to learn how to delegate, and what once I when I said this, I had to really put everything in God's hand because, like I said earlier, I nearly lost or my business slowed all the way down. And I had to put God back in it, and He told me you got to get some help. So we built. I built a team. I um, got some um, some great, great, great ladies to be supervisors to help me supervise the caregivers. We end up getting some more caregivers. So we went from like three to five caregivers, then maybe to six to ten, back down to five, and now we're up to eighteen. Okay. Now Testify. I'm sorry, I couldn't <laughs> hold it. <laughs> <laughs> so now yes. we're 18, 18, 20. So now we're um, at maybe at a, a staff of 20, 22 people now. Um, where I would I would have never thought I would have a staff this large because I was for one thing, I was trying to keep it small. For another thing, I was trying to do everything myself. Okay. And then another uh, a third thing, then I was trying to do a lot of stuff on my own wheel instead of consulting God. I had kind of you know, saying not that I pushed God out the way, but I just started doing what I wanted to do within the business instead of what God, you know, wanted me to do. And that was the main thing he told me this time. If you're going to do this business right, you got to get you some good people and you got to delegate these duties out to them. And it's been going so, so smoothly. Now, I'm going to tell you like this. It, everything is not perfect. And we still have glitches. Do I still get nervous? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do I still want to put my hand in sometime? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do I still get duties sometime and then still try to do the duties? Yes. But I know that God told me you got to let go. And slowly but surely, I have let go. And I have watched how my business flourished through this pandemic. All of this transition now, y'all. Everybody hear me now. All of this transition that I'm going through is coming on the heels of the pandemic. Okay? It's coming on the heels of the pandemic. Then now we're in the midst of the pandemic where I thought, oh, Lord, I just got it back together. You know, it's back on track. And this for the happen. Ain't nobody going to want us to come in their house and, you know, and so on and so on. And God said, nope. So you you come back on your own thinking again. Listen to me. Do what you're supposed to do. And I start floating there by the timeline without uh, if hope, no, with our true blue, you know. <laughs> so if you see me on Facebook, I got my blue hair. We got the blue T-shirts. We're just we're just flooding the timeline, the Facebook and Instagram and, and uh, LinkedIn timeline with true blue to let them know that we're here. We're here to serve you. We're doing what the CDC tell us to do. And uh, we're going to make sure everybody's safe in the home, especially the caregivers. So so if they're safe and they're not sick, th your family won't be sick because they're going to make sure that, you know, they don't get them sick. So that's what that's the big word, delegate. And that's what we got to do, y'all. We got to delegate in our businesses. If we that, that is, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. If you want to. If you want your business to grow, expand, you know, saying go to new territories you got to delegate because you got to free yourself up to do other stuff. Let them do this, you know, some of the legwork work and some of the paperwork and whatever else you need them to do while you 
the the owner uh you know some people said the ceo the whatever so whatever you call yourself in your business you got to get out there you you know you're trying to get the clients you're trying to you know saying like what i'm doing now doing the, the marketing media and all this stuff so you got to free yourself up delegate to the you know the, to these people so they can help you in your business this is going to help your business grow because you are the face of your business right and I want to tell people, people don't actually buy from the business, right? I can put all the pictures up I want to on Facebook to advertise, but they actually buy from the person, the person who's putting it out there, okay? If they don't see you or they don't like you or however it is, they're not referring nobody to you. They're not going to, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to do anything. So you, the person, you are the brand of your business, so you got to be out there. You got to free yourself up to be out there to brand your business, advertise your business, and get your business out there. Wow. Y'all, did you hear all of this strategy? Because I'm even taking notes, okay? <laughs> because <laughs> I think it's so helpful, right? When people talk to people and they're telling the truth about their beginning how they were able to pivot, when they knew something had to change, and then how they rely on others, including God, right, to get them to the next place. And so what I heard you say, in essence, what my notes say, are to let go and let God, right? Like, just turn it over to his strategy, right? And and do that, because a lot of times we're listening to everybody else and we're coming up with these grand ideas and they mm -hmm. are not a part of the real plan that he has for us, right? And yes. so to say, admittedly, that this is what I had to do to pivot because in a pandemic, right, um, I was nervous and I'm concerned because, you know, in the coaching business, some people be like, no, I'm trying to save all of my money, right, my hundreds and my thousands, um, because <laughs> okay. I'm looking at the reality of what's happening, but mm -hmm. also to understand that if God calls you to whatever your area is, he is the provider and he's going to make a way for you once you give it all. Other thing. Um, people to take away what you just said, Cheryl, and what I caught hold to was that you you mentioned three places, right? And then a fourth one, um, but you mentioned Facebook, you mentioned Instagram, you mentioned LinkedIn, and then you talked about the personal referral, right? Um, yes. That That's a part of business, right? And so yes. who is referring your services, right, to other people to help you grow? And I think that's a piece too, um, because we can get caught up in the images and putting it out there, but not mm -hmm. really making connections. So it sounds like what you're saying, Cheryl, is that we need to not only post, but make connection because people are buying from people and not just from our posts, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Because okay. when you look at it, when you look at it, um, we can, like I said, we can advertise, we can put as many pictures as we want to uh, on there. But if, telling your story, if you have a story to tell, you know what I'm saying? If you got, like, you just asked me, how did I get started? If you got a story to tell about your business, uh, or if you just got a story to tell, like, how you came over, you may have went through some trials, and you thought you weren't going to be here, you know, or you thought you weren't going to make it through the pandemic, or your past might have been holding you back for something. And you, you know, you start telling your story on, on Facebook or whatever, and then you say, and through it all, I'm still here. I started my business. I got my, you know, I got my degree or I got married or whatever it may be. They want to hear that. Most people think that, they, you know, people saying that, oh, you're putting too much out there. No, really, you're not putting enough out there. Because like I said, mm -hmm. they want to see the transparency. They want to see the intimacy of, you know, what's going on. And once you get to talking to people, you just don't make it scrape business. You know, say so even though you're trying to do business, but you don't make it scrape business. When I go into these client homes, um, I know I may be sounding a little serious on this broadcast, but but uh, but when it, in person, I'm I'm silly, I'm bubbly. You know, saying that's just me. And when I go into the homes, I I just be me. I don't be no different because I want them to see the true me. When I come into the home, so if you call me again or you see me the next time, then I don't forget how I was acting 
the first time I came, you know what I'm saying? So I, when I go in, I'm talking, I'm, I'm not being so, so much intimacy, but I'm trying to be transparent. I, I talk to them about the business. I, um, what you call it? Um, if I see anything that maybe there's somebody maybe had worn something or I hear something or somebody said, oh, they mm-hmm. won this. And I'd be like, congratulations. So I'm having small talk, put it like that. That's what I'm trying to say. So I'm having a lot of small talk in there because you want them to feel comfortable with you. If they feel comfortable mm-hmm. with you, then they may they'll definitely probably feel more comfortable with your, you know, with the caregivers coming out to, you know, come right. to your, you know, their loved ones. So Go in there and just be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just be yourself. Just point blank. That's a boil all the way down to it. Just be yourself. Right. And I think people can appreciate that because it helps them to make a decision as well as you. Right. And I think you and I, we've shared this before that we may not be for everybody, but we are for somebody. Right. And so I think when we are ourselves, it helps us also. Right. To know, does this feel like it's going to work or not? Right. And so a lot of times when we are our true selves and we don't have to try to, like you said, remember how we were the last time we are who we are. Right. Mm -hmm. We have the skill set. We have the ability, we have the education, we have the, the drive. If you if this is resonating with you and this is what you can deal with, then let's do business, right? And so I think, too, when we are putting ourselves out there before others, again, we may not be for everybody, but the more you share, and I like what you said, that it's not that you're sharing too much. Sometimes you're not sharing enough to make the connection, to figure out how your story you know, really resonates with someone else so that they can hear that if this person did it and they overcame, then, wow, there's a possibility for me. Let me mm-hmm. tune in again. And sometimes it takes people a while, right, to make that that firm decision. They start out gradually with us, right? They start out gradually yeah. um, trying to figure out if we are actually who we say we are. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like a dating relationship, right? Like yeah. you can meet somebody, but you really want to find out whether or not you are in that posture um, to to really um, believe what they say, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like people need time to make a decision about us sometimes. And so that comes for us being consistent, right? For yeah. us being committed to what it is that we are called to do and and just just daring to do more right Mm -hmm. to show up more one of the things that you're doing by showing up more is in this world of authorship yes yes and yes so i want to talk a little bit about you know you have classes and workshops and a hub of training you have one of the largest facebook groups right out here for home care listen this book project tell us about that and and the evolution of Cheryl, because it's happening, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. Okay, yes, I had to think about it. Like, oh, my God, yes. Um, it's so much stuff that um, when you were just talking, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, God, I did this, that, and that, and now I'm doing this. You know, it just kind of blows your mind or whatever. But um, the, the first book I did, I did with the I Am, the I Am Woman book. And that first mm-hmm. book, I talked about um, um, sexual abuse from my father, right? And um, it, that was holding me back a little bit. I felt like, um, I guess when you think you're holding secrets, you don't want to talk as much or you think something might come out. Um, and it was just that kind of weighed on me throughout my life or whatever. Um, so, but and when I first started going to like networking events and things like that, I was like really quiet, timid or whatever. <laughs> And someone said, I remember when I first saw you, you didn't used to talk. You just be at the, you know, at the events and you'd be quiet or whatever. And now they just see me talking, talking, talking. And I said, you know what? Because I have been writing everything I think that was holding me back uh, uh, of my past. I've been writing them out. And then I now have two chances. I did the first book, the I Am, I Am Woman book. And now I'm doing the second co-author book where they are co-authors, okay? So I'm doing the second co-author with A Woman's Journey. And this is talking about being worthy because all the stuff I went through in my past, I was thinking that I was not worthy to have some of the things that I have. And I think that was one of the things that kind of was, if uh, 
I was kind of sabotaging myself when it came to my business, right? My business was flowing good. It was doing great. And somewhere in the midst of it, I thought, okay, it's growing. It's getting big. I'm getting nervous. I don't need to do this. And you know what I'm saying? So I started sabotaging myself. But then I had to look back and say, God said, you are worthy. You you deserve this. You are deserving of this. And you're going to do it. So I started writing these different notes down about how, how I'm worthy, how I can have this and how I can do this and do that. And when the book project came up, I actually asked her, asked the young lady, I said, I see you doing the book. I want to be a part of it, <laughs> you know? And she was like, girl, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. So um, actually when I thought maybe she would probably say no, but no, she said yes. And that was another chance for me to get another chapter off my life or what what I thought was hind well, well I, yeah what I say was hindering me that was a chance to get that chapter off my life and then now I'm ready for another chapter. So writing this book and the first book they are like um like a rock and you're being chipped. You know what I'm saying? You're chipping all the past, all the hindrance, all the pain, all the you know depression. You're chipping it all off you. As they say, you put you on the potter wheel and then it's molding you, you know? So that's how I felt like I was put, I was broken in pieces. They put me back on the potter's wheel and they start putting me together piece by piece, piece. So writing this, this second book, this co-author in this second book has helped me also again by showing that I'm worthy to have what God has me to have. And that's what I wrote about in, the, in this section being worthy you are worthy to have anything god wants you to have wow how powerful is that right y'all that is very powerful that we are worthy and that we are enough and that we can grow into right this belief system and i think so many times that you know we have to be reminded of it often um Mm -hmm. that we are worthy that we deserve something great and one of the things that i know you know in business and life we we have we go through these seasons of wrestle. Um, you talked about that today, where you felt like maybe your business was about to um, go under, but here you are. And a, a lot of times we go through certain things of life, right? We we don't know if it's really for us. We don't feel like it's still for us, but then God shows up. And another thing about this thing about being worthy is is internal. And it's not defined by other people. And because you felt like you were worthy, right? You initiated the call. You initiated that contact, that communication to say, hey, I see this and I'm worthy enough, right? To be considered for this inclusion. And I think for a lot of women, it's like, if you see something that resonates with you, be proactive and go after it because she would not have known right? Necessarily mm-hmm. that you were interested, that this would be something on your radar, that's something that you will have time to do, right? But yeah. sometimes in life, we can't complain about what we don't have when we're not willing to invest or reinvest time, money, conversations into places where we want to go, right? And so I have yeah. to pull myself back because I get very passionate about that, right? <laughs> and, and I think you're talking about that, like one of the things, again, referencing you know our our beloved brother right is that he understood right that i'm worthy to portray roles that are not stereotypical i'm worthy right to change the game of what hollywood considers king and a Mm -hmm. powerful man i don't have to play this role right where i i'm a i'm a result of you know all these struggle episodes of life that's what i call them right so yes. I think a lot of times people give us a narrative and they want us to participate. But when you're worthy and you know who you are and who you're becoming, you can mm-hmm. say no to some things, right? Because a yes. lot of times, Cheryl, what I found is that when I say no to something, it makes other people uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. sometimes disconnect because it disrupts who they think I'm supposed to be. But yes. when we make that decision that we're worthy, the path, as he said, and I'm referencing chat with Bozeman now, but yes. as he said, has opens to you. It opens wide to you to make different choices for your life. And so just by your example of saying, listen, I'm raising my hand, I'm over here and I want to be a part of that. And I think when we say things like that, right, we have more opportunity, more power than we really know. And so for those of you who are listening right now, 
activate the power within you. Activate that desire within you that signals you to say, listen, here's an opportunity. Don't shrink back. Move forward because she wants the and the, the co-authorship roles filled, right? She's uh-huh. working angle. So with your yes, that means that's one person she can check off. Right. That's one spot that she doesn't have to market so hard for. Right. And so sometimes when we start looking at the opportunity, see it as a win win. If I'm in here, that's one less person she's got to consider. Right. And mm-hmm. it works together for the good of everybody concerned. And so I just wanted to interject and throw that in there, because I do think that so many times there have been opportunities available for myself included but I didn't raise my hand because I was anticipating their response and not giving people credit to make a decision. Right. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is so true. Because I have, the, I have seen it before. I, um, at this time I said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do it myself. So I went, I, I went around and I asked, um, asked for interviews. I asked to, you know, saying, can I be a part of this platform or whatever? And some people like, Oh, but don't ask, you know, you, you got a table, ask them to come to your table and just said that. But sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to let go and let go that ego and said, let me go and ask, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As God mm-hmm. said, ask and you shall receive. Now you're trying to get to another level and the person you may be asking, but can you come to their platform can probably help you get to that next level. Now, it, it, you see what I'm saying? So it's not about you, you being small or you trying to, ah, can I come out? Can I come on your, you know, your platform, whatever, but you know that you see the, the, the greatness that they're going through and then you already made a connection. So everybody I talked to, I had already made a connection with, they know me, they know me personally, uh, like you, uh, you are my accountability partner. Hey, and we connected. <laughs> and you see, we connected from the first time we, you know, met through, you know, through ID. So, but what I'm saying by this, I could have just sat down and just said, okay, I'm just going to get on here and I'm going to do my thing. And I ain't going to worry about going on nobody platform or asking them to do this or do that. That's when you mess up. Humbleness mm-hmm. go a long way. Humbleness, humbleness go a long way. Kindness go a long way. And asking definitely go totally a long way. Sometimes you mm-hmm. just got to ask. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have to ask for what we want, ladies and gentlemen, right? Um, And don't be afraid of the rejection, right? And I think once we get that part of it, anticipating the no, what if they say yes, right? So I try to position my thoughts that what's the worst thing that can happen? They say yes. Okay, so let's go with that part, right? Um, But yeah, so Cher, I am so elated to really have this conversation with you that people can... Um, get to know you better. Um, your Facebook group is still thriving. She has classes. She consults. If you are interested in that field of work, um, Cheryl is a go-to guru expert in this area, right? And so I am just <laughs> to know you and to um, celebrate you on your journey, to watch you just go level to level, right? Being in that space in 2006, I think you said it was, and then to get to that place of establishing your own. And here you are prospering, thriving in a pandemic, diversifying your own portfolio, right? Of authorship and co-authorship and, and just being available, a willing vessel to just go and be, right, and soar. The last thing that we're going to talk about, Cheryl, is the money, right? Show me the money, right? <laughs> because I think sometimes in the ask, we have to, you know, ask for the fun, right? And don't be afraid to be a closer and ask for what you want, right? And so what would you say to those people who still feel some kind of way about abundance um, monetarily? Okay, so you hear people, you hear the saying, money is the root of all evil and all this old good stuff or whatever. Oh, I'm not going to give them my money or I'm not going to tie it or I'm not going to buy their stuff. Okay, so my thing is, if you want something, if you want something out of life, all right, and then you want something that's, that's definitely from God, you have to sow, right? You have to sow a seed or you have to pay your tithes or you have to invest in yourself, 
And if that means investing in uh, courses, classes, um, you know, whatever it may be, or you just want to say, okay, I'm going to send somebody, cash up somebody $10 for lunch. Okay. Um, that's what you, you, that's what you have to do. You know, I had to invest with this property co-authors. I had to invest, um, you know, some money, some good money. <laughs> but I know that we're not looking at the money part. We're looking at that. What I am in, um, writing my story that what I went through, somebody's going through that right now. You know, somebody's feeling unworthy. Somebody's feeling got had, um, low self-esteem, thinking they can't do it or thinking they cannot start this business. But then when they read this chapter, see what I went through, uh, the middle of it, and then now the end results, here I am, you know, talking to Reverend Hope now <laughs> on her podcast, Who Would Have Thought? You know, I, and I look at the things that I went through through that would that should have stopped me in my tracks right uh, um that could have sent me in a bad depression or you know got on drugs or whatever it may be but i chose to keep moving forward i chose to pay my tithes so when i can you know when i can even with my caregivers when i have it i sow into them you know so we the money use it wisely you know, use it wisely because at one time I was giving away too much money. <laughs> so I would get too much money, but get a budget. Get a, If you got a business, get a business budget. Um, don't come mingle money. If you do have a business, if somebody's trying to get money, borrow money, you know, just, you know, ask God for that discernment before you get that money. Even if when it comes to these investments, if you're going to invest in yourself, see what you need to invest in. Don't just go and do, uh, take a course or do this or do that just because you can. Make sure you're being intentional about what you're trying to learn. And is it going to help you in your business or in your life to grow? Okay. So with all that, with the money and all that, be intentional about what you're doing with your money and how you're going to make your money grow. Y'all, you have heard it here. From the business expert, Miss Cheryl Lane. So if you did not get your strategies, if you didn't listen close enough, come back and listen again. Because she has helped us on today. Like, seriously, you have helped us. Don't okay. commingle your money. Get you a business budget. Make certain, right? You have an expectation from your business, honey. Because I think it was April who said, my business owes me money and she needs to pay me back, right? And so a lot of times this investment that we're, we are making, right? Professional and personal development classes and investing in learning a skill set or paying for a course in college or continuing education. Listen, mm -hmm. all of this is to build a business the the product the services that we want to provide and they need we need to get paid back yes and so don't be afraid of money i teach in our money master class that listen money is just currency is an exchange it's supposed to flow and yes you keep some you give some but money is supposed to come in and it's supposed to come out right and you're supposed to be able to see money not as a burden but a blessing right because yes, right. i say to people no matter what your rates are, Cheryl, this is my opinion. No matter what your rates are, right, there mm -hmm. is no price, really, a family can pay during a pandemic to make certain that their loved one is, is cared for and, and visited and seen. Because we know how many other families, right, during the pandemic could not go to the hospital, could not be at the bedside, could not, yes. you know, go into the nursing home. They were standing outside windows and putting palm to, to glass, right, just to have a semblance of, of you know, artificial touch. And so mm -hmm. really, even people who are investing in a business like yours, the value that you're also providing, right, as part of that payment system, it's still not enough. And I think the more we can help people to see whatever you are paying, it's still not enough, right? <laughs> and, and the reality is, I mean, you think about that, like what cost would it, what could I give to somebody who I know could go into a facility or into a home, right, and do the things that I cannot do? 
can put the phone to, you know, someone's ear that I love, right? So they can hear me on speakerphone. Like the value of that is, is you, what is priceless, right? Yes. It really is priceless. And so I think sometimes when we're talking about money, you have to really figure out, even if a program is $1,000, if you go through the steps, how many more times will you make that $1,000 over, Right. And so that's why I say to people, it's your investment into you. You are not ever really going to to make somebody else rich per se. Like when you start thinking that way, you're already losing. You're already missing it, right? Yeah. Because that's what they have determined. When you get the skill set and you master it, you set your own rates, right? Based upon your Mm -hmm. level of worthiness and your willingness to set a price and stick with it, right? Um, and and you have to grow. Each person has to grow into that space, I personally believe, right? But <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm just excited, you know, because I we'll do a whole nother broadcast about the money because I think <laughs> a lot of us have had to work through, right, what you're talking about. Wait, mm-hmm. I'm spending too much. I don't have a budget. I need to be intentional. I need to be strategic. Right. Mm-hmm. About what I want. And, and, and I think that's a, that's a whole different kind of conversation, but I'm glad we're landing here as we're talking about business because it gives us something to think about. Right. Yes. And um, yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid of money. Y'all do not be afraid of money. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid to give it and do not be afraid to receive it because some of us have been on that side, but we didn't think we, you know, it, it, it we have been taught wrongly that, you know, it's just so much better to give than to receive, but you can receive, you right? Can receive. And so you can receive, right? And so, um, yeah, they may, let me make a note. There may be a whole nother class because I'm passionate about that too. <laughs> but anywho and anyway, <laughs> I yeah, am so glad. Also that I used to be afraid uh, with my home care service and with my courses, my home care courses, that I used to be afraid to charge what I really, really need to be charging for mm-hmm. either, either the home care or the courses, right? Uh, because we worry about what somebody going to say or if somebody say, oh, that's too high or I can't afford that or, you know what I'm saying? So, but if you if you put out a course and you you know that course is, you know, the bomb.com or whatever you want to call it, or you know you are providing great service because you got all these people that back you, you got all these great references that can uh to um to back you up to say that you're doing a good job, then you need to charge your worth. And that coming from me, that is um I, I don't know what to say. I'm trying to explain it. Um it's just a growth statement, right? You grew into it. <laughs> yeah, that is a growth because I was still undercharging people. I was going in trying to, you know, trying to help them out in a sense. Um, before they even tell me if they can pay it, I was already saying like, no, no if you can't afford this, you know, I get you another caregiver. You know, I was already saying that before they even could say if they could pay it or not. Because I was afraid maybe of the rejection that they said, oh, that's too high. You know, I was looking for that or something like that. But when I went in, now that I know, I like I tell them, I may come in, I may be silly, I may be just talking to you, but I know home care. I, I know what I'm still learning. I, you know, I don't totally know every single thing, but I do know home care. And when I come out the house, I'm going to have you sold on that home care. So now I know that I know what I teach, you know, show my caregivers. I know what we, you know, we talk about and that that we they could come in and do a great job. So I'm going to charge for what I know they're worth because I got to make sure they get paid and I get paid, too. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? the agency get paid, too, so that we got to make sure that we are no we know we are worthy to charge our, for our worth for what we're doing. And not underpay ourselves, not undercharge ourselves. So I wanted to add that to it also. And what a great ad it is. So <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> bonus for those of you who are listening. Okay. The testimonies are real and we have not been paid. Okay. So we don't have anything to do but to build you up from what we have um, walked through, right? And that's mm-hmm. and that's a real blessing right there. So Cheryl, please tell everybody how they can find you 
Um, and I will invite you back so we can continue this conversation. But tell everyone how they can find you on social and um, through email or however that works for you. Okay. So on social media, you can find me at Cheryl Davidson Lane. And that's on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Snapchat. <laughs> Whatever they got on, got my chair, got me on that. And um, they can also find me uh, through my email. It's eternity, sitters, and more. Uh, the number one at yahoo.com. And um, if you're in the Alabama, um, Birmingham metro surrounding areas, you can call me at 205-790-7810. And also, I'm just add this for the woman's journey for the book. Uh, the book signing, the virtual book signing will be September the 19th. It's going to be on social media also. And you definitely can be on my, come to my page uh, or send me a friend request or however, because um, it'll be tagged into our pages. So uh, we will have the link for the book so you can purchase and, you know, all that good stuff. I did forget to tell you that, that we, I co-authored with 15 other young ladies that went through some trials and tribulations, but then they came out on the other side and they didn't let their trials hold them back. So they're doctors, writers, um, authors, um, business owners, you know, also. So I just wanted to add that to that, too. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is taking place on September 19th. Mm hmm. OK, so everybody mark your calendars for September 19th. If you are not a friend of Cheryl Davidson Lane on Facebook, the Gram Wherever she is, you need to follow her. She has great inspiration um, that she puts out. And um, Cheryl is my friend, and I am unapologetic about that. We are moving by faith and with works, okay? <laughs> we are out here in these streets getting it done all for the glory of God. And so for those of you um, who have questions, please make sure that you inbox Cheryl or just follow her, right, as she follows him. And Cheryl, I am so elated to have this conversation with you. I'm so excited for the book project. I mean, I'm just in awe of your thriving in this pandemic, um, just because so many have not made it and did not make it, but you are one of the ones who did. And so for that, I am extremely grateful um, for your staff and for, you know, the people that you serve in this real critical time, like like my real heart is right there because we need good people uh, in healthcare. We need great people <laughs> in healthcare who yes. has a heartbeat to do um, that kind of work um, because I've seen it when it when it's it's not right, it's not good um, for anybody involved. And so, everybody, we are going to sign off and say great day um, to our sister. And thank her again for being here. I have enjoyed all of this. Again, I have my notes. I will go back and listen again myself um, in case I miss anything that was, you know, <laughs> jaw dropping. And, oh, yes, she did. She said that. Right. So everybody, please just go ahead and be your best self. Thank you so yes, much for being yes. a part of Black Woman Joy Podcast. Thank you, Cheryl, for being a part of my life. Thank I wish you. you wholeness, health, prosperity, great joy. And over here, if you don't have any joy, listen, get you some. Listen to these podcasts okay, <laughs> and live your best life, okay? So thank you, Cheryl, and I will be in touch thank with you very, you. very soon. All right, have a great one. All right, you too. Bye, everybody. Bye -bye.